everybody. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Tree Talk Chat. Uh, this is actually episode number 36, so we've been going on for, for quite some time now. Uh, last week, um, uh, if you missed that, we spoke to a Brick Rally uh, who had some really uh, interesting, inspirational stories to share, so be sure to check them out uh, if you missed that or any of your, your favorite episodes on our uh, pod platforms that we have available. So um, uh, last week we had our first American guest, uh, as I told you, and this Friday we have our very first Austrian guest. So um, um, this is uh, Hannes, who, who is uh, an arborist who is running the Austrian uh, three care company Baumart. So um, as usual, if you have any questions whatsoever, uh, please feel free to leave them in the Q&A section and we will address them as we go along or at the end. So. Um, We'll see if we have. Um, We've also been told that Huskrona have Huskrona uh, uh, Austria, I should say, uh, will have some some pretty sweet giveaways here. So stay tuned for, uh, for that because uh, Hannes here is going to tell us a little bit about what they are doing the program. So Hannes, welcome. How are you? Hello. Good evening. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, fine. Absolutely. Where are you? Perfect. I'm at home uh, in our small office. Actually, I wanted to uh, chat out from the garage, but the internet is not that quick up there. Uh, so, okay, okay. So where, where do you live? Uh, I live in, in Linz. That's uh, the capital of Upper Austria, one of the nine countries of Austria. It's like 200,000 inhabitants big. So okay. in, in the middle of Europe. Yeah, I know, I know. I, actually, I, I was in Austria uh, last year, about this time of year. Yeah, where have you in, been? In Wels. Uh, Wels, this is my, uh, probably you've been to Teufelberger. Ah, good guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I'm, I'm, I, I was born in Wels, actually. So okay. I know it. A very, very nice city. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, very nice, very nice city. Uh, yeah, I, I, I spent uh, some time there in the evenings, you know, to stroll along the, the streets. So it was cold, but, you know, it was it was very nice. Yeah, temperatures differ quite, quite, quite a lot at that time of the year. Today we had like 12 degrees Celsius, and in one week it's going to be minus 4 degrees, so the changes from day to day. Okay, well, we, we have about minus 10 here right now. Yeah, good to be in Austria. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty cold. So uh, let's get into it. You know, let's start with our standard question. How did you get, end up in the orb industry? You know, what did the journey look like? Yeah, actually, it's been quite a long journey, you know. Uh, after high school, I started and also finished my studies in business administration and marketing. Uh, but already during my time at the university, I've been working in the green industry to earn something on the side. And I actually always loved it, really. Uh, nevertheless, after finishing, finishing my studies, I accepted a fancy, well-paid job in a quite big company. And, uh, but actually it didn't take me quite long to recognize that it wasn't quite what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Uh, so my wife and I, we started our own business. Okay. Uh, 
something totally different. And again, to earn something on the side, I began again working in the green business part-time. And after about, after about one year, both of these jobs got that time consuming that it was necessary to make a decision to focus on either this or that. And actually, this was nothing more than some gut feeling uh, which made me decide uh, to quit our own quite well-running business and to become more or less an arborist, yes. Okay, nice. So you took that decision quite early then? Right um, after in university or...? Um, well, I've been like 27 something like this at that time you know it was also our, our our daughter was was born short time before and i really didn't have that much time to see her because i had uh, too much work to do and i said well that that that's not that's not good and so we decided to do something different Okay, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I've been stuck in the corporate industry for for 25 years before before starting, you know, this this job. So, um, yeah, yeah, nice. So, so uh, tell us a little bit about the tree care industry in Austria. You know, is it large? Is it regulated? You know, is there a lot of competition? How does it look like? Uh, yeah, well, generally, it's it's uh, there's quite big regional difference, I would say. Uh, in Vienna, for example, there are quite some bigger tree care companies, but actually the rest of Austria consists of mostly smaller companies. Often these are one-man companies, okay. uh, but I guess that's what it's quite everywhere. I don't know how it's in Sweden. Yeah, it's the same here. You know, we get a couple of big ones, and then there's a lot yeah. of smaller companies that you know end up yeah. as. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. the bigger companies well. yeah, and uh, I mean, I can only talk about the place where I live, but I guess it's it's the same quite everywhere. So here where I live, uh, most of the arborists work more or less alone, but it's like a big family where, where everybody knows everyone, you work together, you help each other out as a subcontractor to like to like combine the forces. So it's it's a big togetherness and we are all friends. Okay. And that's that's really nice. Yeah, um, you know, I, I have a feeling that you know it's the same everywhere. You know, where we talk to people around the world. You know, and it's it's a kind of industry where people are not so competitive. You know, it's more like a competition, but people are friends, and you help out, and you know, you work together, and and you know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a, you, you never get weaker by helping someone. It also right, makes you stronger. So uh, that's that's one. Quite unique in that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, that's also how I started. Uh, like my own business, like six years ago. But as my company grew over the years, uh, I nowadays have quite little need of hiring subcontractors. Uh, as we always try to cr to grow slowly and constantly uh, in order to fill the rising demand with our own stuff. This yeah. works quite well, uh, though it's still nice from time to time to work together with other experienced, very experienced climbers and arborists to help each other out, to, to learn from each other, to okay. get to know some new things, you know. 
So, how, how long have you been running the company for now? Uh, for six years now. Six years. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's it's okay. It grew uh, quite much faster than I ever expected. Uh, you never know where where the journey will go, but <laughs> as far as far as I can tell, nowadays it's it's okay and looks good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So tell us a little bit about your your uh, your Hispana ambassador as well. So how did that happen, and and what did that process look like? Uh, well, yeah, the Husqvarna Austria did not have an H team, as they call it, so far. So they decided to build up one, and we first had contact in uh, December 2019, and that got to know each other personally at the Austrian headquarter, which is here in Linz. Only a stone threw away from me, ten minutes, something like okay. this. And I was really impressed by the by the whole concept of the H team, and what is even more important, I really liked the people. And I still remember it, it was I think the second day of the of the first ever COVID lockdown here in Austria. This was the 17th March, where Alexandra from the marketing division she emailed me and said something like. Especially in in times like these, it's important to spread good messages quickly. Welcome to the H team, and yeah, that's actually how it began. But okay. unfortunately, basically everything that had been scheduled for 2020 had to be cancelled due to COVID restrictions. So no meetings, no get-togethers, no training courses. So we we had one uh, international online meeting with the H team in order to keep us up to date with the newest plans and product inventions uh but uh I couldn't really contribute that much uh as for now okay well you know uh, I suppose you know uh, when this uh, blows over and you know we're free from the covid I I, I assume you're going to come to Sweden right I hope so yes <laughs> <laughs> Have you been here before? I've I've never been there before. Nah, we're we're, we're traveling a lot with with my family and my wife and my daughter um, across Europe. But yeah, you never got this far north. Uh, not yet, no. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. So uh, so uh, we also hear that you and Hibscon Austria, uh, you know collaborated on a little giveaway for this chat uh, do you want to explain yeah indeed uh, when i when i asked the guys uh, if they were willing to provide something for the listeners they didn't even hesitate and, and they stamped out some insanely huge giveaways actually uh, so i would recommend all the listeners to stay tuned i would suggest uh, we 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 explain more later on okay okay no problem no problem so uh, <clears throat> Let's go back to your company then, you know, how's it been running a, a tree care company, you know, um, how come you, you you kind of explained why you started your own company, but, you know, what is the pros and cons of running your own company, you think? Yeah, actually, uh, when I was an employee at uh, the company I was working before, I, I kind of had the, the, the feeling or the intention to push arboriculture 
kind of to the next level. And, and I strongly believe that this, uh, this seemingly little market has some huge potential and, and also demand and this yeah. needs to be fulfilled. And so I had some wishes for the future in my life as an arborist. And that's actually why I ended up founding my own company. Um, and yeah, today I have four amazing arborists and me, my wife is doing the bookkeeping and everything is growing organic, steady and slowly, but still much faster than I would have believed in the beginning. Uh, you always have to give like 120 percent. Okay. Are you saying that you are six employees right now or? Uh, with me, together with me, yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. In, in March, in March, a uh, new colleague will will start. It's okay, that's good. actually that's good. quite quite standard. Every, every time at the beginning of the spring, uh, a new member starts working with us, and yeah. So what what is what is the downside? You know, I, I hear that your wife is doing the bookkeeping because you know that's typically something that is uh, not many people would like to do, right? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, as as I've been studying business administration, it's not not a big problem for me. Uh, but you have to decide uh, where where you are needed. You know, so she can do this. I can go outside, climb trees, uh, teach the new guys to get better to help the company. Um, well, and yeah, the downside. I don't know how to say, you know, you all start alone. Everybody starts alone. It was the same with me. Yeah, for bigger trees, you call a colleague and work with subcontractors. Uh, you're your own boss. Uh, you don't have to take care about employees. You can work whenever you want, wherever you want, can go on holiday and so on. But someday there comes the point on which you pay your subcontractors a certain amount of money that would allow you also to nearly recruit uh, a full-time employee. And this is probably the most important point in the development of your own business. Yeah, you, you give up total freedom and you're not only responsible for you and your beloved ones, but also for someone else and for their families. And it's, it's kind of like going all in. Uh, your fixed costs rise. Uh, that also means you have to do more work. Uh, you expand, you buy new gear, you buy new stuff, you buy a new car, a second trailer, working platform. Uh, then you need a bigger storage yard. And, and very quickly, there comes a point where you have even more work to do, much more responsibility. So yeah. this is kind, kind, kind of a vicious circle. Uh, but... Hey, all you do is you can do what you love every day. So there's always yeah. pros and cons, but uh, yeah. it's it's really okay for me and it's good. Yeah. And then the most most time-consuming thing is actually training and teaching new employees. So uh, you know you you can get up the tree and do it yourself. Then uh, you're fast and you earn good money. No no question. But if you don't take the time to teach the new ones, it will be difficult to build something more. Yeah. And you want to grow together. You want to be able to help each other out together. And that's the only way it works. And this is a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of, uh, a lot of everything. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, it uh, you know, the administration growth with the, you know, the business growth, of course, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. So by, by now it's like, I'm, I, I can climb trees like two days a week because I have to do meetings with clients, customers, do something else administrative. Uh, and then you need the guys to be reliable and, you know, you, you got to know, okay, they're doing it okay. They do some good work. And another another question with this expansion is also, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's cool. It's it's nice to climb trees like four days a week, five days a week. Uh, it makes fun. It's it's the best job in the world. Yeah, but there's also this question going around in your head: Will I be able to do this still in ten years, in fifteen years? Yeah. yeah so exactly. the purpose of of building a good team and building infrastructure is also. At the end, it's it's some kind of freedom you wouldn't have alone, and some kind of safety for the future. Yeah, also for your employees. So we grow together as a team, and we help each other out as a team. And that's that's what 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 I really love about building this company together. Yeah, exactly. And and as you grow the company, you know, when when you don't want to climb or you know are unable to climb, you know, when that ever happens. You know, exactly. you're, you're still going to be able to manage the company if you, you, you grow it, right? Yeah, that's the nice thing. So what if I get ill or hurt? I can't climb, climb any longer at the age of 45. So that's it. Uh, and, and so already now we can save energy by sharing out the work. It's, it's also good now at this time because one day you are the climber. On the other day, you're the groundy. On the third day, the whole team climbs a huge big tree and then everybody does the cleaning up together. Uh, that's, that's actually some, some welcome di diversion. And that's good in my opinion, because when I started, uh, I did all the climbing alone. I did all the cleaning up alone. Yeah. And yeah. every day, every day, every day, you have no yeah. diversion. So. Yeah, yeah I agree. You know, that, that gets probably gets boring in the end, right? You need to, yeah. you know, to have some, some different things. And, it's, you know, it's really nice to work with, different, you know, people as well. Kind of, kind of hard to work uh, alone for doing all mm -hmm. that work yourself. Yeah, and, you know, and, and then the, the dangerous thing about being alone is that you only hire subcontractors when it's, when it's really, really necessary, you know. And yeah. um, ma many of these guys end up climbing trees alone. And we all know, actually, you shouldn't climb a tree alone. Well, okay. Even if it's for only one hour and a little tree. Yeah. But it's not good. So I, I've, I've not climbed a tree alone uh, for like five years, I think. And, 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 and in our company, uh, when we're doing a tree, it's all always minimum a two people team yeah safety first huh yeah so so um you know as as a, as running your own company have you been able to take any vacation or are you the type of guy that kind of works uh, you know around the clock yeah it's uh actually when you're not on vacation you work yeah so <laughs> also on <laughs> This means also on Saturdays, some Sundays, and whatsoever. I I'm kind of lucky because our beautiful, uh, lovely daughter is a professional figure skater, uh, which means uh, that we're traveling around quite much for competitions. Normally, not in 2020, 
and this gives us the possibility to get away and you know if i'm if i'm sitting in an ice rink in slovenia italia germany wherever it's quite easy uh, to forget about the work oh, and good. and in the meantime you know it's like okay the guys are at home they know what they have to do and i know they do it good and that makes it easy to kind of switch the button and say okay yeah. i'm not here for two or three days on monday i'll be back guys and let's let's work for another week okay so you're you're spending your free time in cold ice rink yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. yeah that's good. so um you also seem to have some some great uh, photo and, and photoshop skills um is that a hobby of yours and did that develop you know as you were taking pictures of your daughter uh no actually totally not you know this this kind of uh kind of instagram thing actually started uh it actually started feeding feeding and using instagram like last spring so somehow the the beginning of the cooperation with with Husqvarna was some some kind of priming of the beginning of our instagram channel Okay. And at the beginning, I said, "Okay, let's try it out a bit and kind of kind of dive into this world uh, of pictures, short films, direct messages, and let's see what happens." Uh, so somehow, I first had to to find out and define for myself what exactly is Instagram for me. What can I contribute? What do I want to contribute? And yeah, it was surprisingly exciting journey you know i got to know so many fascinating and nice up people from all over the world so far which was particularly interesting in a year like 2020 where all the events have been cancelled so yeah, yeah kind of and yeah and then it kind of turned out that it's funny to create short video clips with music uh, make photos with a little editing Um, but but actually I'm I've I've never done this before really, okay. and I don't I I don't really have that much photo editing skills. It's just uh, that smartphone software nowadays allows you to do so many things so easily. I was really impressed too. Uh, I would not consider myself as as a good photograph. It's it's, it's like you know, most of the time it's like yeah. Are you? But you are editing on on a computer some some point, right? On, only on my smartphone. Only on the phone. Only on the phone. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't have believed this either half a year ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Google is your friend. <laughs> Google t tutorials. Uh, it's amazing what is possible. You know, so most of the time it's like. Uh, hey guys, that could look great. Uh, let's try this out. Yeah, and the guys just sound okay. Story mode or widescreen for feed, and surprisingly often something good arises. And 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 uh, I take it most of the time you can make something out of it. But as you can see, I'm 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 not the guy that that puts on photos every day or two times a day. Um, I'm, I'm I I I have a quite quite that quite a tendency tendency for perfectionism and uh it takes 
it takes some time until I consider something releasable. So, so oh, okay. to say. Okay. You just don't want to shoot a picture and post it. You want to make sure, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah right. exactly. It's also... Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not the kind of guy uh, filming gigabytes of footage with the GoPro on the head uh, because this is so time-consuming, editing it on the... Uh, on the PC afterwards. If if you look exactly, you most of the time will see uh, pictures of us doing a break or something like this. So, yeah. uh, um, most of the time, we say we concentrate on work, and then yeah. we have time and say, okay, let's take some five minutes, try some shoots, and if it works, it works. If not, uh, we finish our day and uh, no Instagram post. Okay. It's as easy as that because Instagram is at the end. Instagram is actually just for fun, yeah. A little bit local promoting, but uh, you know we earn our living with what we do day by day outside. And uh, okay. but but it's 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 really fun and and yeah. So uh, you know, tell us a little bit about you know what is what is the best part of your job for you. Well, honestly, that's quite easy to answer. Definitely the best part of our job is that you never have to look on your watch in a sense of, oh, my God, when will this day be finally over, you know? Uh, when you're hungry or thirsty, we you take a short break, uh, eat something, drink something. But as soon as we're finished, we pack up our things and drive home or, or just sometime drive to the next client. Uh, but that's really one of the biggest pros at work. And even if you had uh, less sleep, you won't get that tired when you're in movement, in the fresh air, in the trees. That's also very good. But yeah. So, so uh, to sum it up, it's it's the freedom of the job, right? Yeah, kinda. I would, I would, I would say like this. Yeah, of course. Sometimes, sometimes work isn't isn't that good either. Or you you have minus five degrees and it rains, or some hazardous trees uh, that are not really that funny to climb, or or you tired already. But uh, in general, it's always good. <laughs> So, um, uh, you know, if, if we're going back to this, you know, what 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 is a typical day, you know, in the life of you and your team look like? You know, what, what, how does it look? What what do you what do you do in the morning? And, yeah, typically my day starts about like five o'clock or five thirty, with some office work, you know, doing some some email, a little bit paperwork, uh, correspondence. And normally we meet at the garage at seven o'clock. Well, to be honest, uh, most of the time I arrive some minutes later and the crew already prepares everything. Uh, sometimes in summer when there's some, some driving to expect, we, we start a little bit earlier. And yeah, but most of the time we have already clarified the day before. Well, who will serve which customer and what what has to be done and what equipment is necessary. Well, and then I would say the normal normal madness of a day full of tree care and sometimes hedge cutting starts. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. And uh, how long typically is a day? Mm. That's that's also what my, what my wife always asks me in the morning, and I can never say. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really depends on you know when you when you're on a tree and you know it's it's two or three hours and then you finished you will finish this yeah, yeah. If, if you know okay we we need another another six seven hours you don't have to work until late in the evening or something like this the problem is in summer most of the time is sometimes we start very early um, because it's very hot sometimes but the problem is when you start early you finish that early that you have time for a second or third tree and most of the time days in summer are like like six o'clock until half past seven so yeah it's so what when you know in in a year when is your high season um Top months are, I would say, March and April, and then September, October, November, December. You gotta know that we typically work quite until Christmas. Uh, so winter most of the time comes like in January, and okay. and in winter it depends on the weather. If if the weather is fine. And not too cold. We we do some work. Uh, we we most of the time try to do fellings and dismantlings in winter. And if it's, uh, I'm always amazed by people like like Ilka Abosen when he posts pictures from working in minus twenty degrees. Uh, we w- we would not jump in the car at a day like this. Okay. But on the other hand, clients here in Austria understand this. Well, you know, the, the Finns are, are very tough people. Yeah, I noticed. You know, they, they work in any conditions, you know. They they uh, they got the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but, you know, they, they have this uh, this special term for, you know, what, what Finns are, you know, tough people. They, they can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's really amazing, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh you know, in, in, in this high season, you know, uh, or, you know, your customers are, are, are your customer base predominantly, you know, companies or private persons or are you bidding uh-huh. you know, in, in municipalities and stuff like that? Well? Yeah, it's actually, actually, it's uh, a good mixture, I would say. Uh, my, I, I prefer private, private customers because, uh, you know, you really get a lot of word of mouth and if if the client is satisfied he has five or ten relatives and if they have a tree to cut they say oh go to baumart they are so friendly they are so good they are so fast and you know with these clients it's not not always only the money that decides who will get the work you know with with um, cities or something like this you can do the best work but next time they will all again ask three or five companies and the one who is the cheapest will will get the work and that's uh, it's okay of course they have to do it like this but that's why i try to 
to mix it and and we, yeah yeah that's that's good and we also work for 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 all the other companies companies around here because as we're like it's quite easy for us to say okay one guy has the time to help you out for a day or something like this and this is for 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 keeping contacts alive and yeah okay so that means that you have an opportunity to let your guys be subcontractors to other companies as well of course yes yes you all they all all fully certified uh that's what's also important for me you know that's 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 why after six years of running my own business i i think i still don't don't earn much money much more money than in the beginning uh but you really have to take some loads of money and time to build up something that really works fine but we're really on a on a good way Hey, talking about certification, you know, what, what what are the rules in terms of uh, you know tree climbing and certifications in Austria? Do, do you have you have a license, right? Uh, yeah, actually, it's it's like I think in 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 Sweden you also have the European Arboricultural Council yeah, yeah, the, system. The, yeah. So, uh, so it's actually like you you're doing the uh the rope climbing module a um we, we you also have to do some basic uh, course in tree pruning uh tree physiology and after some experience you can advance to the uh rope climbing b which also includes chainsaws and after that you can advance and uh, become european tree worker Yeah. Uh that's actually the the standard system here in Austria. Um uh, is is there a lot of people that has the the uh, you know the the certification in Austria? Well, uh in 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 Linz where I live it's like 200,000 people perhaps you can take this as a comparison a little bit. I would say there are around 10 to 15 companies that are doing tree work on a high quality level mm. so most most of them are alone as as we already mentioned some of them are a little bit bigger than we are uh but nevertheless it's there's still a, a huge supply and also demand for cheap tree work if you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and you know there's still often too little awareness amongst clients for what good tree care is about and for the job profile of an arborist so uh, without you know without being offending but it still needs time for a big part of the population to recognize that the average landscaper or the average gardener or even the janitor is not the right person to take care of your trees as long as he or she doesn't have the particular qualifications and skills So to sum it up also here in Austria you still find way too much topped trees that are not cut and they are not cut in a professional manner uh but hey if there's no claimant there's no charge you know <laughs> well you know I, i agree but you know i think you know in 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 sweden you know we're we're like 10 and a half million people in this country and i think there's only uh, about 125 people that has the uh, you know european tree work 
worker certification. Yeah, per perhaps the guys from the RT Tritle are watching. This is one of the go-to uh, school for arborists, for, for up-and-coming arborists. Uh, I don't know the number exactly how how much how much we have. You know, there's also the, also always the question how much are really operating uh, full time businesses and so on. Yeah, but you probably uh, you have yeah, you know how much on their on their homepage. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you can check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's also one of the reasons, uh, one of the good things about uh, building my own company, actually, because uh, with, with, with getting bigger and, and more, more present, uh, you have the possibility uh, to raise the public attention for the industry, you know, mm -hmm. uh, still today. Uh, when people see us climbing in trees, they say, wow, I have never seen climbing guys in a tree like you do. And actually, in my opinion, it, everybody should know what a tree climber is and what tree care is all about. But uh, that's not, 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 yet, not yet that popular. Well, you know, is, is it a growing industry in, in Austria? Um, yeah, I... I mean, when when I look at my company, at our company, of course, you know, you start alone. Mm -hmm. You start alone, you work like 50, 60, 70 hours a week until you decide, okay, I have to get me an employee. Yeah. Um, and still, you have enough work, you have enough work. This is actually, uh, one, of my, one of my mentors once told me, Uh, yeah, Paul Bunyan says it, quality over quantity. Uh, one of my mentors once told me the cake is big enough for everybody of us. And actually, it's true. And there's, I, I, I truly believe that uh, there's, there's some kind of circle. You know, you work. And if you work more, you get more work. Because more people see you working, more people uh, spread the word um, word of mouth and they know more people so then you buy a second car then two cars drive through the whole city every morning more people get to see you and and this goes on and on and on so i don't really think uh that you have to limit yourself on something you have to just to trust in yourself and your team and risk something but exactly. i think it pays off i think Every, every, you know, I think that everybody that we speak to about, you know, these topics say that, you know, that this industry is growing, you know, almost worldwide, right? Because, you know, there's, you know, more knowledge about trees and urban trees and, you know, uh, what trees are doing to the environment and all that. So, you know, it seems to be a lot more interest in, in, in the, you know, mm -hmm. in becoming, you know, an arborist or working in a tree care industry. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I started, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, quite... Uh, quite usual to to make that much tree control, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, every tree has a number, uh, and every tree has to be taken care about, and and these all are things we we never had to do before, but we have to do now. And I I I do also believe that this will change in some years also. But uh, there's differences uh, in the uh, jurisdiction in every country i believe yeah i think so 
Okay, six months, uh, sorry, six years as an arborist, uh, you know, it's got to be some, some funny stories for you to tell. So give us your yeah. funny job story. Yeah, actually, it feels like six months, yeah, but it's already six <laughs> years. Uh, well, you, you, uh, you got to imagine, and you probably might have, might have heard something like this already, so it's quite standard uh, that from time to time you... You're called to rescue something or someone out of a tree. You know, you, I think so far I had like three cats, some some drones, a toy aeroplane, and one of our guys even had to rescue a man with his paraglider one day. Okay. Uh, actually, this would talking, even you're, be you're talking one about of, a big paraglider. Yeah, big like uh, yeah, where you're flying in the air, so so. And yeah, this was this was actually already quite funny because uh, once up in the tree, this was I think like 15 meters up in the spruce. Uh, he was up, and the stranded man opened his backpack and asked our climber if he wanted to drink a beer with him first. <laughs> uh, uh, would be number one if not uh, last year someone called us and said, "Hey." Do you think you can save our parrot out of a tree? He's stranded. And so we all were like, what, a bird in a tree? <laughs> and so uh, Coco, that was his name. So he actually couldn't really fly. And the owners always let uh, the parrots like play in the garden a little bit. But on that day, the parrot was, was caught by a serious gust of wind and was, was swept away down the hill over like a distance of more than 500 meters and he, he stranded in a 35 meters high oak so all it all, all it all it needed was some nuts and a 12 bag of rope bucket and coco was rescued again but that's good <laughs> so how, how you know if it couldn't fly how did you get up there was it you know Line yeah, it was because just just because the gust of the wind, and it oh, was, was like downhill, and so he yeah. he was sailing, 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 until he got stuck in the tree. And because he he couldn't fly, or he believed he can't fly, he he didn't dare to jump down the tree. So he just sat there already for for one day and one night, and. Yeah, they were really worried about they, him. They cut their wings to, uh, you know, to uh, give them, you know, inability to fly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. So he can only glide a little bit for some meters, but he's not able to, to fly uh, by himself. I know, I know. I used to have a parrot once. Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, and they live quite long. <laughs> So they're they're just screaming, making noises, and you know it's you know seed and stuff everywhere. It's terrible. So uh, <clears throat> now let's get into you know your your favorite who's gonna piece of gear and why. A favorite who's gonna piece of gear? Well, yeah, you could definitely say the T five forty IXP. The new Arboris chainsaw, battery powered, is is a real game changer. You can say this without lying. Uh, but nevertheless, with chainsaws, it's like there is one different saw for each application. So uh, you can't do everything with one saw. So it's good for what it's good for, 
But most people in the forest uh, don't have any need for a saw like this. So they need some bigger saws. Uh, so to answer this question, I ask myself, uh, not only what piece of gear is just totally awesome itself, but also what piece of gear uh, would I never want to miss in a sense of uh, what do I really need and use on a daily basis? in nearly any situation and and what do i not want to be replaced by by something else and in this context uh i chose the husqvarna technical extreme jacket um you know when you look into my wardrobe you you i must have collected like a dozen of different up jackets throughout the last 15 years from literally all the usual and unusual suspects. Uh, and, uh, you know, a jacket has to be breathable. Uh, it should keep you warm and dry. It has to be durable, both perfect for climbing and groundwork. And in the best case, it should also look good and or even make you look better, you know. Um, and so after really so many years of work, it seems like the perfect jacket has now been invented or, or I finally found it. Uh, so, you know, when you have the feeling that you don't have to search any longer for a better piece, you know, you have found the perfect product for you. I know it's difficult with jackets because they have to fit. Uh, but I really, really, I have so many jackets I bought. And, and after some weeks, I said, ah, when it's raining, it's not that good. Oh, when it's cold, it's a little bit thin and so on and so on. And and that's that's why I asked the guys from Husqvarna uh, if they would give me one of those brilliant jackets for the listeners. And I have one here. Wow. This is this is the Baumart edition, but but you will get a, a standard Husqvarna one. Um, um, yeah, and they said they won't only give away one jacket. They said also they will provide two other nice giveaways for a second and a third winner. So uh, my suggestion is after our chat is over, I will post Gislen. Gislen is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> after the chat is over, I will post the contest on our Instagram page and everybody can participate. So be sure to check out at baumart.co.at and follow us for the contest. <laughs> so we will uh, repost that as well. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, very nice. That's very nice of, of his corner. And yourself, of course, you uh, who made him, you know, you know, give away those nice, nice items. Yeah, I asked him, hey guys, I'm going to talk at the treetop chat. Do you have some giveaways? Yeah, of course, they said. Perfect. Yeah, it's from, from triple to triple, you know. <laughs> yeah, good, good. So, um, um, what, if we're talking about, you know, not your, your hoops corner piece of gear, we know that uh, now, uh, but uh, what is your favorite piece of climbing gear and why? Yeah. Yeah, I would say same procedure as before. What is not only what is totally awesome, but what would I not to be, what would I not want to be replaced by something else? What do I need on a daily basis and in any situation? 
so this means for me, on the other hand, that I cannot select, uh, you know, whatever rope, because in my opinion, there is not this one outstanding rope. I could talk about the KM3 Max from Teufelberger, Forest Sand, or the Courant Comora or FTC Ageop, just to mention some of my favorites. So generally, at, at this point of the chat, thumbs up to the guys from Courant and Teufelberger. They, they're really doing fantastic jobs by inventing even more fantastic and beautiful ropes. Uh, Perhaps it's also some kind of fancy thing, which is, I totally agree, also important. Um, but uh, so so there's one thing, you know. So Ada, I'm such a good climber because I can, I can climb every rope or I'm lacking too much sensitivity as I don't feel too much difference whatever rope I use. Or the third explanation is, and the most likely thing, uh, I've been using the 6X since uh, the release of the second version at that time. Okay. And I tried the Rope Runner, I tried the Akimbo, I tried the Bulldog Bone. Uh, but still, I'm totally satisfied with the 6X, with, which perfectly fits my needs and my climbing style. Okay. Um, so I would definitely say 6X would be my go-to favorite piece of gear. And... I gotta admit, it took quite quite a long time until the final release of the chicane, because I've okay. been doing single rope already some time before the chicane was released, so I had to try something out all the time. Uh, but now still, I'm using the zigzag. And what's more important, in whatever weather condition, you gotta you gotta know that I'm not the 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 not guy. Uh, I'm really a mechanical guy. Okay, okay. But you are using the uh, the chicane for ascent, right? Uh, no, for ascent, I typically use the Tatzlov too. Okay. I'm also excited about the new version version coming out soon. Uh, because our our standard standard go to procedure when we're working on a tree is. Uh, installing installing one ascent rope, you go up with the tats, and then you you take your climbing rope and install install your climbing system. So we always have one uh, ascent rope for safety reasons and rescue situations. Okay. And for this kind of ascent where you actually don't really do any work or whatever. Uh, I prefer the Tats Loft. This also have to, has to do something with uh, the zigzag not being midline attachable, you know. Uh, yeah. That's, if you want to say the only con about it, but I can really live with, with, with this con. Okay. Well, you know, we, we, um, we heard, uh, you know, quite a few people, you know, mentioning, of course, you know, the zigzag as their favorite uh, favorite piece of gear so uh, I'm not surprised yeah yeah it's also uh, the the rope runner is not yet fully certified here for for use in Austria so no, it's, it's, not, it's not CE certified for you yeah exactly so that's so, yeah. that's also the you know I'm not the guy uh, I'm never the first guy trying out new things yeah I'm glad that many people do this 
because without these people, the ABBA industry wouldn't be where it is now. Mm. Um, yeah, but I always wait a little bit and see, okay, what did the guys say? Oh, that's good. That's not that good. That's, that's super. That's shit. Whatever, you know. And then I, and then I make up my mind and think about it. Okay. Sounds good. So, um, um, you know, Anas, um, I think we're kind of approaching the end here. Um, do we have any questions from the audience? Let's see here what we have. Um, yeah, you say you uh, travel a lot. So um, what is your future dream trip going to? Svensk travel. Yeah, actually, uh, the traveling is all, always in uh, related with figure skating and with my daughter. So uh, there's one week in the year we're going to, to Italy on the beach. Uh, but normally it's going around everywhere. Uh, and this is very time consuming. Actually, I'm glad if I can stay at home for the weekends. Um, uh, perhaps this will change one day. That's also actually the reason why I'm not really uh, participating that much or actually not at competitions because I really do have to do much work and uh, when I do, don't do any work I don't want to be away from my family and I want to uh, have some time with them so okay. it's so you don't you don't go apart from you know the the beach in Italy you don't go to any kind of warmer places or um, not really so it's not it's actually not not that I'm always dreaming of the Maldives or the Caribbean Sea or whatever. So okay. Austria is also a very beautiful country, you know. Very also, very also, nice. also last year during the due to COVID restrictions, it was not really sensible to go somewhere else. So we made like two or three days in Austria in the mountains. It's really yeah. beautiful country, so. Yeah, I know. I, I've been skiing in Austria a couple of times. It's very nice down there. Yeah. Yeah, in in, in Badgestein or Sportgestein. Or... Uh -huh. Very nice. So uh, I think we have another one. What is your favorite tree to climb? Anadi, hi. Uh, favorite tree to climb? Probably beach. Or, or big oaks. Okay. Yeah. And why? Def definitely. I would go for uh, plain trees, but they are only fun uh, without leaves and so on because of because of the dust and so on. Uh, um, yeah, most of the oaks just 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 um, fun to climb. Beaches are very easy to climb, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Okay. Good. So, um, yeah, uh, we're looking forward uh, for you to, uh, you know, release that competition on your, your Instagram account. I will. And, uh, give me, give me like five or ten minutes, please. Sorry? <laughs> give me like five or ten minutes, please. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, I'm, I'm sure people are going to be, uh, jumping on your account when this is over so uh please be quick <laughs> yeah 
And, yeah. Uh, do you have any questions for us? Uh, yeah. Will you will you release some some names of the upcoming episodes, or is it still a secret? You know that that's a bit of a secret. You know that that's my my cameraman who's uh, keeping charge of all that. But you know it's going to be some interesting episodes going forward here. Yeah, I'm sure that I can tell you. So thank you so much for having me. It was it was a pleasure, and I I, I really felt honored. So it also makes me a little bit proud being the first arborist from Austria. Uh, from Austria yes. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it, it's it's really uh, we who should thank you, and I say thank you very much for joining. You know, this episode it was very nice talking to you. Uh, have a very nice weekend, uh, you and everybody who has been watching or watching this afterwards. Uh, uh, take care, and we're looking forward to that competition. We will repost that on our Instagram account as well. So okay. um, make sure you get some dinner. Take care. Thanks for all the guys for posting, commenting, listening. Bye. Have a nice evening. Thank you, everybody. Bye.